and welcome to today's episode of The Property Pod. My name's Libby and today I'm joined by Phil and Gary from McTeer, Williams and Wood and they're going to give their advice for businesses who are struggling financially. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast guys, great to have you here. No problem, thanks very much. And uh, why should we want to know about insolvency? Well, unfortunately, uh, times are tough at the moment, and we're certainly facing a lot of headwinds in the economy. So inflationary pressures, utility company uh, pressures, wage pressures, you name it, businesses are being hit left, right and centre. So what we're trying to encourage people to do is seek advice early, um, because it's never never too soon to get some advice. So who are McTeer, Williams and Wood? McTeer, Williams and Wood are the leading independent business rescue and insolvency specialist in East Anglia. We have offices in Colchester, Norwich, Ipswich, Cambridge and in London. Okay, great. And how can you help and how much does it cost? Well, our initial advice is always free. Uh, We go out to see customers either in the business premises or then come into our offices. Um, We always uh, engage with customers first, understand um, their concerns um, and their pressures. And I say, we don't charge them for that initial advice. So it's it's always free initially. And even if they do engage with us, they only start paying once they've signed an engagement letter. And mm-hmm. uh, as I'll explain later, it's the, the directors don't pay, it's the assets of the company that pay for, the, uh, for, the, for our services. Hmm. And what type of businesses do you help? We help uh, well, pretty much every sort of sector there is, from pub chains to property to sort of related enterprises, electrical contractors, retailers is uh, quite a common one at the moment. Um, but we also operate from sort of sole traders up to the leading sort of turnover companies in East Anglia. Um, in terms of what we always try and do is, as Phil alluded, alluded to, was that we try and sort of save the business um, and also try and avoid the directors losing any additional money and avoiding personal liability because that's something that is a risk if a company goes into insolvency or financial distress. Mm. And what personal liability can directors occur? Well, what I'll do first is just to give you a high-level definition of insolvency first, because that'll help explain the sort of my answer. Um, companies are insolvent if they meet one of two criteria. One is if their balance sheet insolvent, their liabilities exceed their assets. So that's one category. The second category is if their cash flow insolvent, um, so they can't meet their bills as they fall due. Now, if you meet any one of those two criteria, your company is insolvent. And once your company is insolvent, your duties as a director or owners of the business is to the shareholders, not to the, um, sorry, it's to the creditors, not to the shareholders. So you've got to then make sure that you look after your creditors and don't preference one over another. So if you've got a friend uh, who you owe money to, uh, he's a friend of yours and he's a builder or something and you owe him 10 grand, you can't go and pay him off in full and leave other creditors high and dry. That would make you personally liable for you know, the, the debts that you've preferenced somebody over, over and above. So there are certain pitfalls that you have to be aware of if you are trading insolvently. So a lot of companies at the moment out there are trading insolvently and they're just not seeking the advice that they should be. Mm. And what are the warning signs of financial difficulty? There's various warning signs. As you, what we call, the, there's a distress curve. So initially it starts, you're trading very well, business is growing, so we call that the growth phase. Then you get into a sort of, you start to run in a bit of difficulty. So they all have different, as it progresses down this distress curve, the, the warning signs change. So as you go down, underperforms, you go to crisis, and then you, you know, before you get to crisis, you got distress. So as you progress, the, the warning signs change. 
In the growth phase, everything's all, everything's great. Well, if you don't have quality information, and that's probably the number one thing that we come across when people are in financial difficulty is lack of quality information. So if you don't have that in the growth phase, it's, it's gonna cause you issues in the future. If you have a, what's called the inappropriate capital structure or corporate structure, if you haven't put things in the right way, um, you're gonna run into a bit of trouble, sort of your capital structures. And that can be remedied further down the line. Um, and in terms of, you go from that into underperformance. So underperformance is, say there's a change in the market and you haven't adapted to that sort of change in the market. Um, in terms of, you have something that's called balance sheet insolvent. Now when you get illiquid is more the one just before that where you, you haven't got enough current assets, so you haven't got enough cash at bank to meet your sort of trade debtors that are incurred on a monthly basis. So you might have enough assets in, as a whole, but if you haven't got enough current assets, or let's say liquid assets, to settle your, your liabilities, then that's called being illiquid. And that's, a, that's the sort of underperformance side of, of, the, of the curve. When you go down into the distress side, that's when, you know, Staff are generally starting to become a bit unhappy. High staff turnover is generally kind of one of the, the key signs. So it's not yet full bone crisis, but it's starting to go, you've gone from underperformance down to little, staff are not very happy. Bonuses, in, you know, in, increases on coming through. You're starting to go down that. And then right at the end when you get complete distress, you know, directors having sleepless nights, um, you know, people are defaulting on their sort of they used to be able to pay you on 30 days, and they now pay you in 60 days. Um, that's one of them. County court judgments, uh, where people are actually getting judgments against that, that company. This is full-blown distress, and they really need to seek advice. You should seek advice at all these stages, but I'd say those are your warning signs, sort of very high level. This is a soft side of um, sort of the, the signs rather than numbers, mm. if I could put it that way. It's interesting that it's not really... Because I would have thought from my perspective, because obviously I don't mu know much about the subject, but yeah. from that to being sort of like to do a staff turnover and everything, like it's not just finances. That's really interesting. No. There's other stuff involved. No, it's the soft sign that's that kind of generally, it's not just the one thing. I'd say it's a cluster. Mm -hmm. If you start seeing one thing and you go, oh, actually the, the premises aren't as clean as they used to be, go, okay, maybe the cleaners are coming this week. But if they got you link that in with high staff turnover, and the people on the staff there, they aren't very really happy, I would say that that's generally an indicator that they, they really need to seek advice. Or, you know, you might want to have a quiet word or, you know, I think, but those are the, so the softer side, the, the numbers you generally aren't that clear, but those ones you can, if you start seeing those things in your own business, I think you really need to take a hard look on, you need to speak to us and we're not, you know, we haven't got horns or anything. <laughs> well, I don't, I'll show them yeah. off a little bit. <laughs> Lovely. And um, what should directors do if they're facing a winding up petition or chasing letters? So if you get to that stage, <clears throat> please seek advice as soon as possible. Uh, the important thing is to, when I speak to directors, they say to me often, I didn't realise we had so many options. They think it's the end of the line. And I think the important thing is, if you are going chasers uh, from HMRC or winding up petitions, seek advice. Mm. 
And uh, what options do directors have in an insolvency process or liquidation? So there are a number of things they, could, they can do. Um, first of all, we'll have the initial meeting. We'll go through sort of what, what their options are. And I think one of the things that they say to me is, you know, didn't realise we had so many options in, a, in an insolvency process. And we try and avoid uh, an insolvency process if we can. If we can save the business, we, we will try and do that. So it's understanding the assets in the business, understanding their liabilities, and also understanding the director's personal liabilities, as we mentioned um, uh, before. So there are a lot of things to consider. We'll walk them through that. And usually the, the owners of the business and directors are sort of a bit um, shell-shocked because they're dealing with day-to-day -day issues. They're dealing with paying the wages. They're dealing with all these, all these issues. And we sort of take them away from that and actually look at the business, which parts are actually profitable. Because sometimes we find that two-thirds of the business are maybe losing money. And there's maybe one-third of the business that is actually profitable. And potentially going through a liquidation process, um, you know, they can remove themselves from all parts of the, the business. The business will go into liquidation. I always say to uh, owners and business owners that it's the company that is going to liquidation, not your family, um, not, not your business ideas. Mm. It's the limited company. So we will dissolve the limited company and that may free up the owners to go and then start part of the business again somewhere else. Mm. So we, um, as duties of liquidators, we will collect the assets in and we'll sell those. Now, sometimes the owners or the son or daughter of the owner or staff members may want to buy the assets. So they might be able to buy the plant, the machinery, the kit and equipment and start again. So we do try and stress that actually it's a, it's a start again for some businesses and a restart, not the end. So it can sort of be a blessing in disguise? In, indeed it can be. It gives the owners a fresh chance to have a look at the business. They usually know what they've done wrong. And at the moment, you know, with bounce back loans, HMRC liabilities, you know, all the headwinds from, from the pandemic as well that they've had, they're all carrying an awful lot of debt at the moment. So I don't think it's any, you know, surprise for lots of businesses that they're in this uh, situation. And what they've got to try and do is stop, have a hard look at the business and say, you know, can we go again in another format? And is it difficult to put the company into liquidation? Essentially, no. There's quite a lot of paperwork that needs to be sort of prepared and submitted. Uh, but effectively, that's where we step in. And once, you know, once we're engaged by the company or the directors, we will then sort of liaise with them uh, to get all the necessary information to put the company into liquidation. Once, once appointed, the liquidator effectively provides a buffer between the, the directors and any creditors. Mm -hmm. So a lot of directors pick up the phone to me and say, oh, I do have to work, you know, this person's chasing me, I'll pass them across to me, I'll deal with it as a liquidator. And that's quite a sense of relief from directors. And, you know, from a, from a personal perspective, I see directors with their head in their hands on the day one, and you see them several months later, and you can see they physically have changed because they've actually got colour back in them and actually mm -hmm. are a bit more bubbly, because at that stage, they've got the world in their shoulders. And that's our job is to kind of say, give it to us, we'll take care of it. Mm. Um, so effectively, to go back to your answer question is, uh, no, it is not really complicated or sort of uh, to put into liquidation. And does it impact upon the director's credit rating? That is a common question that people do ask us. Um, I'd say pretty much most of my sort of inquiries, people ask that question. Uh, in essentially, essentially, no, the, the, the credit rating is sort of the company, so it's a separate legal entity to the directors. Um, there's some implications if you sign personal guarantees, but it won't actually impact on, on the director's uh, sort of credit rating by the company going into liquidation. And should directors borrow more money to get them out of the financial difficulty? 
That is very tempting. And the answer is very nuanced. Um, essentially, yes, they can, and it will help the company because as Warren Buffett says, you know, cash flow or cash is like oxygen to a company. But where do you draw the line? You know, if especially given bounce back loans and all the situations are currently the headwinds are currently faced, you could be throwing you want to use the phrase good money after bad, you can just be throwing a lot of money into it. Um, so the answer is yes, you can do it, but there's ways of doing that that actually is is secures your own in, you secures your own money in terms of investing it in the right way that you don't lose end up losing all of it whilst still supporting the business. But I think directors are very optimistic people. So they always try and go, oh, I, I, you know, they set up businesses for a reason because they think I, I can make this work. So it is incredibly tempting and there's lots of options out there and you can also borrow a lot more money. So what we also tend to find is that people borrow money from, you know, they go, they've gone from bounce back loans to our Walker, sorry, name somebody there but then you go to you know can go all to the retail banks you can get and they just try and get more funding but effectively they end up paying so much in in interest payments that actually they lose all the value that's there so you, you want to almost come speak seek independent advice before you get when you i think that the, the key takeaway is that if somebody's looking to do that i want to put more money into the company they might want to just stop have a chat to us. It doesn't, as Phil says, initial inquiries don't cost anything. Mm. So have a chat to us and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Do you think that's a good idea? And I can tell, you know, we'll be able to tell you very quickly, yes, that's a good idea, no, it's a bad idea. Or how can you do it in a way that is perfectly legal um, and you don't actually lose all your money? Mm, okay, great. And will the directors be personally liable for their debts? So, uh, yes, in terms of sometimes they will be. Um, so the directors might have signed personal guarantees for some of their uh, loans. So we work through the documentation with them and we'll have a look and we analyse which debts they're personally liable for and which ones they are not. Sometimes they have signed a rental agreement uh, on the premises that they're in um, and there sometimes is a personal liability clause in that. So although the company is, is, is renting the premises um, and the company is liable, if the company don't does not pay, um, the, the individual might be responsible for it. So we go through all those with a sort of fine-tooth comb just to check um, so that if it does go into liquidation, the directors know exactly what their liabilities are. Um, another thing we also do is we sometimes liaise with the banks um, in advance uh, if the directors give us permission and then we can talk to the banks about you know what liability there would be and maybe come to some personal agreement uh, uh, so the customer can then uh, seek to full and final settlement with the bank and then walk away and start again because banks don't want to get into a protracted uh, sort of negotiation with uh, um, you know large amounts outstanding so it's sometimes the best to just do a full and final agreement and then just walk on walk away and the customer can then maybe start afresh for many that's what they really want to do okay great and if people are struggling and need advice where can they contact you there's various routes to, to speak to us uh, the, the easiest one probably is going on the website, which is mw w or hyphen w. I can never remember which one that is, uh, and dot com. So mw hyphen w dot com. That's the website. You'd be able to find Phil and myself on the website. Uh, you also can find us on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the second easiest one. Or you can call our number, which is the office number, which is 0800 085 5070. Uh, number again is 0800. 085 5070.
Lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to have you on. Thanks. No problem. No problem. And for all you guys at home, if you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.